You're listening to the Clear Creek Resources Podcast from Clear Creek Community Church, located in the Bay Area of Houston. Welcome, guys, to the Clear Creek Resources Podcast. Susan Wesley, our, I'm going to butcher y'all's titles, our pen director, director of Good Money enough, Ministry. Yeah. Yeah, see, <laughs> I Karen Support Associate. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But I oversee people in need. Yes. But also, so it was not even close. <laughs> it's okay. And Lance Lawson, you just go ahead and say your title. So. Uh, campus pastor for church on Wednesday, and then I get to help lead our marriage and family ministry. Okay, awesome. Thank you guys for being here. Thank How are y'all you. doing? Good. Doing good. It's good to have both of you back on the podcast. Thank you. So we're in the middle of a podcast series uh, where we're talking about how to talk to our kids um, whether they're our kids, our grandkids, the people who we're leading in church, our friends, whatever it is. How do we talk to kids about these big topics that can be hard conversations? Uh, we've talked about a few different things, but today we're talking about how do we talk to our kids about bullies? Because, um, you know, it's a big topic. Mm-hmm. It's a big topic online. It's a big topic in schools. We have kindness campaigns, um, but we don't. I don't always know how to do that as a parent. How do I have these conversations? So um, do you guys have any experience with this in your own lives? Susan, have you ever walked through this? Um, Yeah, I can recall things when I was growing up. Of course, we didn't use that language. You know, that wasn't really, uh, we didn't use the language of bullies. And we really didn't even when my girls were in school. But each one of them had um, seasons of of experiences that would probably qualify as bullying. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I didn't think about it as being that at that time, but there was some more significant than others. Um, One one daughter uh, would stand outside a classroom every day waiting to go in to the classroom, and another student would walk by and knock her books out of her hand every single day. Mm. And um, so I was reflecting. See, I'm like... I'm already angry. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, as I've thought about this over the last week, I have been triggered a little. Um, yeah. But um, I, I was talking to her about that this week, and she said, you know, because she didn't tell me. Right. And um, when that was going on, I didn't know about that until much later. And she said, well, I spoke to one of my teachers, and my teacher made this person publicly apologize, mm. which... Not helpful. Not helpful. So, you know... A well-meaning adult that just did think about the unintended consequences, right? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I I was bullied in junior high, and I remember years later as an adult, my mom sort of knew like a little bit, but not really. She didn't really understand the day-to-day like how intense and constant it was. And as an adult, she finally realized it from me and other people. And she, she said, like, what? I didn't know. I didn't yeah. understand. And I was like, I don't even know. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, but kids are mean. Yeah. They are. It's just the way it works. Right. Yes. Right. Kids, kids, are, kids are mean. And so how do we respond to that? So um, when it comes to your kids, do you just wait until something like that happens? Or do you prepare them that kids are mean ahead of time? Lance, what do you think? Uh, so, so far, fortunately, my kids at least haven't told me about any experiences that they were bullied through elementary school. I spent a lot of time in student ministry and, uh, I got to observe the effects of it in students, Mm -hmm. especially junior high. Junior high is just a hard (sighs) years for everybody. Um, and so I, I remember when my kids were little and I was leading in student ministry, just making the decision, I'm going to talk to them before they go to junior high about 
bullying. So they have mm-hmm. at least like the concept in their mind and my expectations for them around that. Mm-hmm. And so I think I've talked in other podcasts about the the time I spend in the year, in the summer between elementary school and junior high with each of my kids, some one-on-one time, and we have four conversations. This is one of those four. It's one of your big topics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And is it centered on... Um, what, how do you respond or is it like your expectations for how you treat others? It's all of that. It's all of yeah. it. it. It's, it's a, really a long conversation about what happens if, if it happens to you, if it happens to someone, you know, and you better not ever be a part of it. We'll talk more about that in a minute, but, <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah, it, it's wide ranging. So I'll, I'll just throw another anecdote into there. I think that really shaped how important I view this. Um, the first funeral I ever did was for a 12 year old. Mm. Uh, who was bullied. And oh, man. like, it was a really hard first yeah. funeral. It was a hard funeral anyway, oh but like, yeah. uh, th- I just never want to do that again. Yeah. yeah. And so I certainly don't want my own kids to walk through that. Uh, and so that, that really shaped uh, the weight this yes. carries in my life as one responsible for younger people. First my kids, but then all the other, all the other young people in my life. Right. I so appreciate you sharing that with us because um, that's devastating. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it is that weighty. And so, you know, it's like looking at all the topics we're discussing, this one can seem like because there are kindness campaigns. Oh, well, we're all just sort of talking about it. But this, if you are bullied, yeah. it is a, it's a life-altering experience. I mean, I still, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I'm not going to talk about this the whole time, but like I was changed through my personality changed through that experience and I still carry it today. Yep. And so um, that means that it's something we have to be talking to our kids about because it's prevalent too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and young people don't know how, how to respond. Mm-hmm. Like we all want, we all internalize things that happen to us. But when kids are at the age where they're like beginning puberty, they're concrete thinkers. They don't have abstract thought. Like we talk a lot about that in all these circles, but like they don't know what to do. Right. And so they just keep it to themselves, and that's dangerous. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, those of us in their lives need to help them know what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so I appreciate, like like you said, you've talked before that when your kids are making this big transition into adolescence, you have lots of big conversations with them, which is so important. But this is so important that this is one of the topics yeah. that you're preparing them for. So, um, so we want to prepare them. And then what, what do you do whenever your kid's in the middle of it? Because I know that was your experience. How do you respond then? Um, so in, in both of the situations with my other girls, when, when those things began to, it began to be aware that, that this was happening mm-hmm. at school. And it was at school, both of these situations. Um, first of all, I think parents, it's so hard not to react uh, mm. with anger or, oh, yeah. you know, um, and so, uh, but I think it's important to, to get curious and, and get quiet and listen and let them sort of flesh out what is actually going on. Um, we didn't have that language when my girls were in school. We didn't say, we didn't call that bullying. Mm-hmm. I, we referred to it as just being unkind, mm-hmm. you know, just this person's being unkind. And, um, when I could tell that it was becoming a problem, um, especially, you know, you, you start out by trying to shape their response to it, and which is, you still have to do that because 
the world's unkind mm -hmm. uh, at times. And this is part of a parent's responsibility is I'm helping you learn how to live in this world. And you can still re respond kindly to people who are unkind. Um, and you want to empower kids, I think, as much as you can to know that they have they have the volition to say, I am, I'm not going to play with you right now while you're acting that way. Mm -hmm. I want to be your friend, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to participate in that. I'm not going to let you talk to me like that. I'm going to separate myself. And kids today, that, that sometimes feels unkind, mm -hmm. but that's really strength. It's yeah. to be able to say that to another child. Um, so I think you have to mold their response. There were, um, there was really just one time that I, I actually took steps to get involved and confronted a parent. How did you make that choice? Because I want to go back to some yeah. of what you talked about with how you're preparing your kid and talking to your kid, but also really how do you make that choice? I think that's very hard to know. Uh, when is there life? When is there goodness right. in speaking with another parent? Well, and Lance may have more to say about that. For me, um, when I began to see how this was affecting my, my daughter, so significantly, I couldn't let it go. Mm -hmm. And she had tried to use her words to stop the behavior, and it wasn't stopping. And so we needed help. And um, so, you know, it, it, was a, it was a hard thing to do, and um, I would do it again. I probably would do it faster this time. Mm -hmm. I was wondering that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think some of the culture has changed a little bit. Uh, we talk about bulldozer parents mm -hmm, are mm -hmm. just much more prevalent. And so I think for a lot of people, they need to think about yeah. like when, uh, like holding back, I guess, on right. some of that. I remember being at a toddler's birthday party and watching uh, one toddler take a toy from another. And a mom got up and took the toy away from this other kid and gave it back to her own child. Like oh th that's an example of like jumping into the middle of something you have no business. Yes. You're, you're not, you're preventing your kid from learning how yes. to cope. And yeah. so there is a fine line yes, between, uh, between equipping them to cope and jumping in the middle of everything. Yes. So I just think that takes experience and wisdom. Don't decide that on your own. Like, don't jump into the middle of everything. Uh, ask other people. I, I think that is very um, evidence of the generational change. Yeah. Because and my, no one would have done that. Yeah. In, in my circle of friends, we would have let the kids figure that out. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but I do see a lot of my kids, parents, and all that age group do, jumping in very quickly. And you got to think about, what does that say to your child? Right. Number one, you can't handle this. Yep. Mm -hmm. And we're not teaching them how to handle it. Right. Yeah. So it's undermining their confidence. Yeah. So. It's really, I mean, whenever you're describing sort of like how this maybe would look like if it works out perfectly, and I understand it's really hard and complicated, but, mm -hmm. you know, expecting your kid to try to handle it first and then, and then with a group and then with, <laughs> you know, their elders, their parents, and then with the administration, yeah. if you have to, I mean, it's, it's really sort of the same way we think about confrontation within the church. Right. Um, is it, you, you start with um, seeking the person out, you have harmed me, even yes. though that is really, really hard for kids. Yeah. It's hard for adults. It's hard for adults. You're yeah. right. Yeah. It is. Yeah. That's why, I th for me, preparation is so important. Mm -hmm. You want to catch it before it happens. Yes. And one, the, the first part of the conversation I've had with my kids is, I, I want you to hear from me the truth about who you are. Mm -hmm. 
And I want to solidify that. Like, mm-hmm. listen, um, there are things that stand out about you that people could pick on, but those don't matter. Let me tell you the truth. Uh, you are loved. You are valued. Here are the things about you that make you so unique and wonderful. And if anybody says anything different, you now have something to fall back on. Yeah. And you know, you know the truth about yourself. And so I hope that if, as my kids experience negativity from other people and unkindness, at least they have a foundation of their father has told them there's a different truth about me than what this person's saying. Absolutely. Oh my, I love that. I do too. I'm about to start crying. Because <laughs> so. that is just, I mean, I mean, I think that if there's anything you can do for your kids in yes. this, even though there's all these other things we're going to talk about, it is that. Yeah. Yes. It is being the person who's telling your kid who they really are. Yeah. Right. I've had to do that already with my seventh grade daughter. Just, you know, she's taller than I am. Mm. And put her on my shoulder right. and say, this is actually who you are. Let me tell you who you are. Yeah. And that, she, she's going to remember that. Even if she it doesn't ab- fix, it's not going to fix everything. But she'll remember. She absolutely I love that. will. Yeah. Yeah. So that I, that really prepares good. them to handle yes. mm-hmm. an initial experience. Yes. Uh, to learn to cope and to sort this all that stuff out in their mind and figure out which voice am I going to listen to. Right. Mm-hmm. And and so I think that's a good first step. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, that hopefully keeps you as a parent from having to get involved. Right. Mm-hmm. But there are times you may need to. Right. Right. Well, I also appreciate what you said um, that. Our kids also have to know that to stand up for yourself, mm-hmm. um, you're not unkind if you're doing that. Because we're talking about yeah. sort of like being kind versus being a bully. And so some kids out there are like, well, if I talk back to someone or if I stand up for myself, then I'm being mean. Right. And that's really important for a lot of kids to understand yes. that. Yes. And help them to feel like they're empowered to do that. Yes. They can say, I don't want to play with you while you're acting that way. And that's okay to separate yourself out. And- you know, I know um, maybe if you're going to talk about the, the cyberbullying mm-hmm. kind of world, it's a lot more difficult today than it was because you could physically walk away and you're out of the presence and there's a whole other world out there that Absolutely. is so detrimental. Mm-hmm. But yet we still have a choice and our kids have a choice. They don't have to be on that. Yeah. You know, whatever that, mm-hmm. you know, thing is. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Whatever Social media it is, to, or hey, a device the, or a platform. Yes, or, yeah. By the time we yeah. put this out, it'll, it'll be, be different. <laughs> so we'll see. But that's really that's like the confidence to say I can be a loving, kind, good person, and say you're not allowed to treat me that way, um, and also setting boundaries. Yes. I mean, because whether you're walking away physically or you're taking yourself off of whatever platform it is, that's a that's a boundary to protect yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And. Too often, I think we're giving our kids access to those platforms that are unregulated and uncontrolled, and we may not even be in them or familiar with them. And so there is no way to be able to step in. Right. And and those things never go away. All, yes. They never stop. Yeah. Uh, so that, I mean, that's the thing. That's one generational difference. Yes. Mm-hmm. For all of us, we went home. Yeah. Right. And the bully from school Was went gone. to their house. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, if you have a device in your pocket or purse or whatever, and it, it goes with you everywhere, and if you're getting notifications or whatever, like, it's yeah. a, it, there's a big difference yeah. what, in what kids experience today than yes. what a lot of us grew up with. Yes. And there again, you have a choice, though. Yep. You know? Right. And so, you know, help your kid, your child choose something that's 
good for them yeah. you know, in that sense. While we're on this, I don't want to miss, there are apps that you can put on your child's phone that can monitor for things like that and send you alerts. And I know every, everybody's got a different idea about how involved or engaged they want to be on their kid's device, but uh, you can just Google one that I use is Bark. Uh, and I haven't gotten any notifications, but I have had friends who use the same app and their daughter's friend texted her about something that had some self-harm language in there. Mm -hmm. They got a notification and were able to like check the phone. There are just really good tools out there that are worth looking into. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It worked. Yeah, it did. Good. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. It's a, it's another level of intentionality with phones and the internet and all the platforms all. Yeah. So uh, is there anything else practical? So if, if you find your kid in a situation where they're really being bullied, um, so make sure they know who they are, make sure they're prepared ahead of time, get involved if you have to. Is there anything else practical, a way to like talk with your kids about that? I just don't want to miss anything. I, I tried to give my kids clear yeah. next steps. So uh, beyond the foundation that I try to lay is like when this happens to you, and I say when, Mm-hmm. because kids are mean. And mm-hmm. so like when someone says something to you, yeah, speak up. I'm always going to be safe, but I know you may not always want to talk to me, but you have a ton of other safe adults in your life. And mm-hmm. I point them out like yep. any of these people you can go to, but you have to speak up. Yep. Don't just keep it to yourself. And so that is really helpful. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Just, I mean, it's really helpful. It's I mean, like, because it's not, they're not always going to want to talk to you, but even right. like uh, we have older older kids, you know, mm-hmm. people in high school right. who yes. who are in our lives, who they know you can talk to them mm-hmm. and they want you to, and they love you, yes. you know, so, and, and they maybe trust them a little bit more in certain sure. situations. And so that's just super helpful. Yep. Yeah. So, um, I think one thing that is, that I'm hearing from you guys too, is like, sometimes I think about bullying from this like pervasive, it's happening all the time, we have to get involved. But but really we are talking about kindness, like you said, and that can just be something that's that's like happens at one time, which right. is sort of what you're saying too. It might not be pervasive right. and not might not be one kid who's always saying it, but is it different if it's just, hey, like this is how you react when someone's mean to you tomorrow, you know? Yeah, I mean that's a good question. Yeah, we're trying. Well, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I was just listening to you say like yeah. it's not. Right. I mean, right. this your reaction is the same depending on how it affects you. Stand up for yourself. Yeah, like, I, I think that when it's pervasive, there are clues mm-hmm. and cues that mm-hmm. it, you can pick up on. Um, I, I mean, and there's a yeah. ton of research and behavioral stuff out there about it. But I mean, your kids start acting differently in all arenas mm-hmm. when that's when something is pervasive, and so. Yeah, I would just encourage parents, if you start noticing different behaviors in your child or, or different things, it might be, it might be something like this happening behind the scenes you're mm-hmm. just not aware, aware about, yeah. aware of. Yeah. And I think it's important to differentiate between what is just normal conflict with kids mm-hmm. as opposed to bullying. Bullying is yeah. like this repetitive, yep. you yeah. know, um, intentional hurting. It's usually a power difference, you know, whereas normal conflict we, we as parents, that's our role is to help them navigate through mm-hmm. that. Um, and when they, you know, one of the things that all three of my girls said that, that they remember hearing is that hurt people hurt people when they were growing up. Mm-hmm. It's like, so when you see someone that's hurting others, you know, 
try to develop that empathy for them to understand that there's there's a reason why they're behaving. Behavior is communication, and they're they're acting that way for a reason. Not that it's an excuse by any means, but there's a reason, and so let that kind of drive how you respond to them as opposed to for vengeance or you know, that's so like helpful. That. Yeah, how you respond to them, and, and again, how you think about yourself. Yes. Hurt people hurt people. So just right. know this isn't actually about you. Right. Yeah. This is who you are. Right. Um, this is about them. Right. You know, and so it affects how they think about themselves and how they respond. It's, it's yes. really hard for young people to differentiate that. Oh, though. yes. Because yes. for the first time in their life, they're asking the question, who am I? Right. Mm-hmm. And now someone else is telling them yes. something about who they are. Right. Yeah. And who they should be. Right. right. And so it's really hard for an adolescent, especially the younger ones, to think outside of themselves now about that other person. Sure. This is really more about them than it is about me. Yeah. That's what, part of what's so challenging. It is. Yeah. It is. And some people are more given to empathy. Yeah. I have nine grandchildren. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a couple of grandkids that showed empathy at two. Right. Mm-hmm. And then some, we're still waiting for it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but that, you know, not everybody's the same on that. But we can teach kids to learn that empathy. Empathy is kind of a skill. We can teach kids to learn that, you know? Yeah, and like you said in the very beginning, um, it's it's very natural and normal for your first response to just be anger. Oh yeah, I am fixing this. You're you you know it's your mm-hmm. kid, right? Um, but if if you can model empathy for whoever's harming your kid, then they're going to be much much more able to too. Yes, you know, because if you're mad and you go off, then guess what they're going to do? Yeah. You know. But that's easy to do. Oh, it's so easy to do. And it's always easy, I think, as parents, because we want, you know, we assume the best of our kids and the worst of the, you know. Yes, absolutely. And um, so if we can try to look at that from a perspective of let's let's hear the whole thing. And that's why being curious and being quiet mm-hmm. kind of helps to to really get a feel for what's mm-hmm. really going on. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think being curious and quiet has been a theme already with all of these podcasts. Really? Listen, yeah. ask more questions. Yeah. Yeah. So um, speaking of that, we think the best of our kids. What if it turns out your kid is the one who is the bully? And um, I actually want to be careful about that because, you know, kids can make mistakes. Yeah. Yes. And like we said, be they mean mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't we have to we don't right. have to like have a label right blanket on their character. Um, but you know they're going to make mistakes sure. even though they're we love them and we we know them. So what do we do when we get that phone call? whether it's a parent or a school or we just even see it. Yeah. Yeah. Let me just rewind a little bit, try to get ahead of that. Uh, In my conversation with my kids, I tell them, um, this likely will happen to you. You're going to see it happen to other people. It it better never come from your lips. Like you, Mm -hmm. my expectation is you don't behave this way. Yes. I know that they're not perfect. I know, you know, I, I am aware they're going to make mistakes, but they've heard clearly Mm -hmm. from me. We don't do this. <laughs> yes, absolutely. From our, in yeah. our family, what Jesus says about who we are and how we're to live, like we don't yeah. act this way. Mm-hmm. And so if and when you ever do, you have me to deal with. Yeah. 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 And so they yeah. know in advance what my expectations are and that my response to them is going to be stern. Right. Yeah. It's not a surprise. Right. If that happens, it's, an, That's it's, right. it's a convert. It's also preparing them. That's right. Preparing them to not be a bully. Yeah. And part of, yeah. part of that, because again, kids are going to make mistakes and they're young and impressionable and they're going to go along with the crowd. And I want to help my kids see that like, mm-hmm. there are times you need to be aware that the crowd is not healthy. The crowd yeah. is being unkind or mean. Right. And so if you observe that, step out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't just go along mm-hmm. and 
again, that's, that's part of it is like helping my kids see more than just right in front of their face. Yes. Yeah. Cause in, you know, in junior high and in high school too, I mean, it's easy to follow, to yeah. just conform to your peers. I mean, yeah. that's just part of life. And so if there's someone who's being unkind to someone else and you're a part of that peer group, it is so easy for them to just fall into that. Yes. Yeah. It seems normal to you right. because that's what your friends are doing. Mm-hmm. Right. right. But there again, it's cultivating that empathy for them to right. learn how to put themselves in other people's shoes and, um, and you know, um, when your kids are in preschool, they come home and inevitably they have a bite mark on their arm. <laughs> and you, you know, the parent that gets all upset, I just think, you understand that your kid is going to do that to somebody That's right. at some point. Yep. You're going to be the bitey and the biter. That's just the nature of humans. And so um, our kids are going to do things that we hang our heads in shame about, you know, Mm -hmm. that we are upset about. Um, So how, but how we respond to that is just as important, you know, and we want to show empathy to them to understand that that behavior is also a communication. So what's going on, you know, that cause, what's causing that? What are you doing? What's going on in your heart? That's, you know, maybe being expressed this way. So yeah, don't make them the bully, you know. That's, that's so helpful. Um, Not only, you know, sort of looking at your own heart. So how, how do I feel about this? Do I have shame as a parent? Because you don't want to respond to your kid out of your own right. embarrassment. That's yep. not ever going to go well. Nope. Um, so just know your kids are going to mess up <laughs> yeah. and then respond out of love mm-hmm. and uh, expectation that they're going to mess up. And then again, like I love that you said that it's the same thing. It's empathy with your kid mm-hmm. when they're messing up. It's not actually different. And how you as a parent respond in the moments where they mess up small is going to matter when they mess up big. Yes. And their willingness to come to you when Mm -hmm. real big things happen. And so you want to, like, you want to start that well Mm -hmm. when they're young and, and just walk with them through these mistakes that they make. That is part of being a child is making mistakes and learning from them. And we don't, we live in a world that just expects so much perfection of a six-year-old, it's mm-hmm. like, no, this is how they're learning. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we need to give them lots of room to learn. Mm-hmm. It can sometimes, um, for, it can sometimes feel easier to give empathy to other kids yes. uh, than yeah. yourself, than in your own kids. Right. So, or yourself. Yes. But yeah, um, that's, that's really, really important. What if um, your kid isn't necessarily the one hurting someone or the one in the, you know, they're, they're just sort of watching and you, you sort of spoken to this already, Lance, but what if they're just part of the crowd and they're just watching it happen all the time? How is that? Is it different? How does that different with how we talk to our kids? I think our schools, our culture has really great language already for that. See something, mm-hmm. say something. Mm-hmm. And I've just used that. Um, and again, we, I try to model this with my kids, not just for those that are unkind, but in every area, yeah. like we, we want to see those that are in need. We want to see those that are hurting. We want to see those that have different circumstances than we do and, and step into that. Mm-hmm. Now that doesn't mean jump in front of a, a bully and take a blow for someone, although it might, I don't know, right. but, yeah. but like, I just want my kids to know God has made us to be people who right. intervene. And so you speak up for someone who isn't speaking up for themselves. That's the first, yes. first step. Say mm-hmm. something on their behalf. I think that situation might be one of the most difficult, maybe not the most life forming, but really, really hard in that moment to be on the sideline and insert yourself. Yeah. 
Yeah, because you know, with kids, that could could be could could have a real negative impact. When I was uh, in seventh grade, we were coming home from a football game on a bus, a school bus. We pulled up in front of the school, and a bunch of girls jumped out off the bus and started beating up another little girl. Oh my goodness! Yes, and so my dad gets out of the car and goes and breaks up the fight. Well, in my seventh grade self, all I could think of is I'm going to die tomorrow. <laughs> you know, gosh. I thought, oh my gosh, you know. Um, so I, I did not want my father to intervene. Of course, that was the right thing to do. You know, and I obviously lived, but it was. Um, I remember thinking, you know, that's that's a t- terrible situation. I feel bad for her, but I didn't. I was. Not, I didn't have the courage to get involved. You know. Yeah. So. I remember in, you know, junior high and high school, the people who did, yeah. you know, I also like, I will always remember the people who did intervene on the rare occasions when someone was brave enough to do it. Yeah. That really is such a courageous yeah. and yes. life changing moment. Mm-hmm. You know, you think like, well, I wasn't involved, but if, if you can, you know, convince your kids to be that loving Yes. and brave and kind, um, it re- can really change someone's life Yes, and how they view any situation from everyone's against me to that's not true. Like right. someone's for me, yeah. which is, you know, that's what we want them to think. Right. You think about how formative too it is for those kids that, that do that. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, that's yes. right. bad behavior. And yeah. So, um, how do we think about our faith within this? I mean, you guys are really talking about it, but how can we really think through if we're followers of Jesus, how does this affect how we're talking these, all these conversations from beforehand to in the middle of something to responses? Well, I I just think this is a, this is a new kingdom kind of, you know, uh, perspective that we, we, you know, if, as Christians, we live as brothers and sisters, and we treat each other with kindness and respect. Um, obviously, we live in a world that doesn't see those relationships like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think as Christians, we're, we're called to uh, live peaceably, as far as it depends on us, what it says is Romans, to be um, quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger. Um, so, you know, God, God gives us a lot of... Um, words that help us latch on to some of the behaviors for us as as people when we're encountering conflict, even when our children are encountering conflict. And sometimes we think, well, that's for the church or those for, that's for out there, but it really has to start at home. Mm-hmm. You know, our faith really has to be demonstrated at home in this particular area. Um, and that, you know, I just think I always wanted my kids to, whenever they locked eyes with someone, to think they're made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter who they are, they're made in the image of God. And so to treat them accordingly. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I remember an incident at junior high camp a long time ago. And uh, the night before, we had just laid out the gospel for a room full of junior high kids. It was uh, the type of moment you hope for. And the very next day, we had some junior high girls picking on one group, picking on another group. And so we got all the girls into the room in the middle of the day. And the message to them was this. Like last night, we, we talked about how every one of us, when we stand before God, is found wanting. Mm-hmm. Like there is something broken in every one of us that the, mm-hmm. the, 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 before God, the field is level and like none of us ma- uh, can match up. Sorry. Uh, who do we think that we are that we can look at another person 
and say something about them. It's the the whole like law, uh, speck in mm-hmm. their eye and log in my eye type thing. Like mm-hmm. the the gospel tells us we're all broken, and so to the bully. And if my kids ever ever do this, I'll remind them. Uh, who do you think you are? Mm-hmm. Right, that thing. Uh, but then I would just. I don't need to repeat everything you said, uh, but as uh, on earth as it is in heaven, yeah. we we want people to experience relationships mm-hmm. where uh, they're valued as someone made in the image of God and called to reflect God's image to others. Mm-hmm. So, and in the middle of it too, um, just thinking through, you know, uh, our kids really for the first time and living out the gospel, understanding and living it out. Um, even just the opportunity to experience confession yeah. mm. and for and forgiveness and forgiving, um, I think it's just is is ripe in these moments. Yes. Um, whether it's a friend that they're really just having a moment with, okay, you can confront them and then you and then you forgive them right. because yeah. you're forgiven. Right. And if and if you are the one who's doing something, you need to confess and you're and you are forgiven and loved well. Like there's just there's so much opportunity to to show them what it looks like to embody the gospel. Yes. You heard the gospel. You believe the gospel. This is what it looks like to live that yeah. out. And like you said, this is going to keep happening. Yeah. This does not go away. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, it does not till Jesus comes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which I think is another just really great reminder for them. Like this is, this is not going away. Right. Like this, you, you're getting, you're getting prepared for whatever God has called you to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this yeah. is how you respond. And yeah. I feel like I say this every time I'm on a podcast when we talk about kids, but I try to tell my kids what we believe isn't popular and the way we're called to live our lives is different than the way the world is. And it's, you have to point that out to kids yes, mm-hmm. because we are asking them to, to stand up, to mm-hmm. live differently and not just go with the crowd. Mm-hmm. And so that's part of foundation building in them. Mm-hmm. Like what we believe is not popular. That is really helpful because I think sometimes as parents, when we're having conversations, we forget that. Yes. Yeah. Because we live in a cultural Christian society, it seems like it is the same. But but for them, they they don't necessarily know that. Right. Yeah. You know, they have to really know, no, you 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 really are different if you're following Jesus. Yeah. And it's gonna look different. Yeah. And he's called you to something different. Mm-hmm. And it's good. Yes. So I know you have resources. Um I want to hear what they are. What what if, because th- this really, obviously, Lance could talk about this for four hours, yeah. which would be awesome. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, but but how, how can parents really uh, utilize some trusted resources that we could offer them? Um, one of the resources that um, I recently got acquainted with is called Raising Boys and Girls. And um, I should note Dave Thomas, I think, and Sissy Goff, and they're uh, counselors in Nashville. And they do a podcast. They also do, they are counselors. So it's a podcast about people who are doing the work every day as well. Mm-hmm. And they just talk about kids' issues. And they do such a great job of it. Oh, so. yeah. Podcast, that's so helpful. Yeah, it's very helpful. So, What about you, Lance? Do you have anything? Uh, yeah, I would say, again, consider having some way to monitor what's happening on your kids' devices, mm-hmm. your, your their phones or tablets or whatever. Don't just assume that, that's that a know. safe space and yeah. that you know. Um, and, so there, and there are ways to do that without crossing lines of privacy if you have a concern mm-hmm. about that. So uh, that and then our, our children's ministries and student ministries oh. at every campus have so many adults that want to be a safe adult in your kids' lives and want to shape them in, in the way it looks like to not just know Jesus but live 
these kingdom values out. Mm-hmm. And so make it a priority for yes. your child to be involved in these things mm-hmm. at whatever age. And I know it's hard as they get older. I've got teenagers. I get it. There are a million other things fighting for their time, but your job as a parent is to shape them in this season because you're not, you're not a parent right now. You're, what you're doing ultimately is raising a future adult. Right. And so invest in all the right ways right now because it matters for the future. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just matter for right now. Yeah. It matters for the future. Yeah, I think that's helpful because it's like, then you're not just preparing in this one topic that's right. and responding to this one topic. It's a whole worldview yep. and yes. character and expectations and relationship that you have that this is going to be a part of, but that's everything else too. Yep. Yeah. We, I know we did a podcast with um, the, some uh, student ministry leaders. And one thing they said, which I will always remember because I've got kids, is they said, we actually... We want to hear from you. We want to hear from parents. If you have questions about your kid or you want us to invest in them a certain way, like we love your kids. Yeah. We're not mm-hmm. just there. We love them. And we really ha- want to have those conversations. And so I think that's just another great resource. You are free to reach out to them and yeah. say, tell me, you know, if there's something I need to know or, or please, you know, be asking my kid this because you're not talking to me or all those things. Yeah. They're they're there to partner. Man, that. You know, as someone my age and stage of life, there's just no way to to tell you how valuable that is for your kids and for your kids and for this whole community. There's just, it's, um, it's the thing that I would, if I could just hand to everybody, I would. I mean, just being at children's ministry camp this year, just it, it made us weepy to to see all of these students that were being invested in like that. Mm -hmm. There's just no way to um, estimate how important that is. I would say to parents, don't lose heart and give up as they get older. Don't withdraw, Mm. lean in as much as you can. They are, they're going to lean away from you, which is right, but lean in emotionally um, with time and intention. Uh, You have much more influence than you think you do. Mm -hmm. And then involve other people. I mean, our kids always had a, a lot of adults in their life, and that was so helpful. So always involve other people, too, yeah. that you trust. Yeah. Well, I just want to give you guys an opportunity if there's anything we miss, because I know we sort of rolled through our conversation, um, but I really don't want to miss anything. Is there anything else you think is just really something parents need to know in this? We yeah, I mean, we again, yeah. we could talk for hours yeah. longer, right. but this isn't a silver bullet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What you're saying, lean in, is so important. Yeah, uh, yeah, lean in, lean in. Be the parent that you wanted to be when they when you brought them home from the hospital. If yeah. anything has caused you to think about that differently, like lean back in, especially when it's hard. Yeah, your your time is running out, and so lean in. Yeah, yeah. time. So I had a conversation with a parent not too long ago, and I said, if I asked your son what matters to mom, what mm-hmm. would he say? And so um, that might be a good question to ask your kids. What, what do you think really matters mm-hmm. to me? Because they have something in their head. They will say something. They will say something. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was really, when you said that, I was really thinking really um, having the relationship where we're trusted enough to to – because it takes time for them to tell you what's going on. Yep. It's not the first thing they say when they no. get in your car. Right. You know, <laughs> if it's not the, you know, it's not what they say right before they go to bed. It takes time. And so I think that that just made me think like that's one of the most important parts of this is being with them mm-hmm. 
just with conversation enough to where they finally get there. Yeah. yeah. If find ways to ask your kids questions every day. Mm-hmm. And it could be as simple as who did you sit by at lunch today? Or if you could change one thing about one class today. You know, I mean, just it doesn't have to be about anything important. You if you have a dialogue with your child regularly, they're gonna feel more comfortable to come to you mm-hmm. in these really serious and challenging moments. Right. Yeah. And then they're going to also trust you with when you try to give them some wisdom. Yeah. This is what I would do. Yeah. This is what we can do together. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you guys both so much. Y'all are both wise and helpful. And um, I know this will be a blessing for all the parents. Thank you guys so much for listening today. I hope this conversation was helpful. If you want to watch the video of this podcast or share it with a friend, you can find it at clearcreekresources.org, where you can also find articles, music, and a lot more. Thanks so much for joining us today. 